Hi everybody, Garrett Perella here from Beast Coast Performance as part of what's going to be an ongoing video discussion and lecture series surrounding different health, wellness, and performance aspects of training. Today's topic is the aerobic energy system and thusly the body's cardiopulmonary system. What is the aerobic energy system? Starting there, um, it's the slowest energy system in the body in terms of how quickly it produces energy and that falls behind the phosphocreatine system and the glycolytic energy system. But it also produces the most energy over time as it doesn't fatigue and it just uses oxygen uptake to help push, push its cycles along. Um, so from that, it relies on oxygen requiring the performance of the heart and lungs. So when we're training, we're not only training the energy system, but we're also training the efficiency of our heart to pump blood and our lungs to, to exchange gases. <clears throat> so what we're looking at here is why is this important to everyone? Why should you be training it? And then we'll get into how. So field sport athletes or intermittent sport athletes, um, your sports involve a burst of energy, whether it's football, soccer, rugby, lacrosse, ice hockey, field hockey, so on and so forth. You have that burst of activity and then you have a lower intensity period. Um, we'll use hot ice hockey as an example because we're gonna cite some studies surrounding that later. Um, ice hockey you have uh, in the NHL, potentially a 45 second shift and then you're off 70 seconds depending. Um, in that 45 seconds, you're going, 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 high intensity for at least 50% of it, we'll say. So really hard activity and then backing it down and then you're passive on the bench for however long. When you're out there moving with your quick bursts, you're using your anaerobic energy systems, the ATP, PCR, and the glycolytic systems. Once you hit that bench, you know, your, the intensity is back down, your body can take a second, and the aerobic system kicks up, and your body starts resynthesizing energy so that you're ready to go for that next bout. Um, so looking at a study from Peterson et al. on hockey players specifically, they found that aerobic capacity correlated with repeated sprint ability and performance in repeated shifts in collegiate hockey players. So these are trained individuals and those with a higher aerobic capacity saw greater repeated sprint ability performance. Now RSA for field sport athletes this is highly important because that's how much you fatigue between these bouts, so say we have somebody run a course or skate a course as they did in this study, you know, how much time they lose between those bouts determines how much they're fatiguing. It's a pretty easy way to measure it. Those that had a higher aerobic capacity didn't fatigue as much, meaning you know, when we get into 
that third period or that 70th minute of rugby or that 70th minute of soccer, and we start to see people fall off, those with a higher aerobic capacity not going to drop off as much because they've got the ability to resynthesize that energy during their downtime. Um, so now that's the why for the field sport athletes. Why for endurance athletes is a bit more obvious because the aerobic energy system is your dominant energy system in these longer endurance sports. So if we're looking at distance runners, uh, 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever you want to run, you're relying, particularly once you get into the 5K range, like mile run, a bit more anaerobic. But once you get into that 5K plus range, you see more aerobic dominance and you need that energy system to be at its best because that's where you're developing your power. That's where you're getting your energy. So that's where you have to be getting some power output, some slow glycolysis and predominantly aerobic energy. So now that we know the why, let's look at how. How are we gonna train this system? How are we gonna train the body systems involved? So how do we prep the heart and lungs and how do we make the energy system more efficient? Foster et al. found that no matter how you train, at least in untrained individuals, you're going to see an improvement. So that's looking at steady state, long, slow distance running or cycling or swimming or rowing, whatever it is you do. Steady state cardio, as people call it, is where we're looking at an improvement in aerobic capacity, but also on the opposite end of that spectrum where we'd also be training aerobic capacity, um, high intensity intervals, Tabata intervals, things like that. Same improvements. Um, looking at populations that worked in different exercises saw the same percentage improvements in aerobic capacity, in aerobic power. And so really, it comes down to picking what works best for you in your sport. So field sport athletes and intermittent athletes probably gonna benefit more from performing interval-based aerobic training, whether that's MOS intervals, Tabata intervals, whatever it is that's most specific to your sport. Um, during a general prep phase, you could mix in steady state or whatever, or, you know, when you back down intervals on an off week, throw in steady state as a bit of a rest. And then those with a longer duration activity or higher endurance activity, steady state running, and then throwing in intervals when you're trying to develop that power and the like. And then as an aside, looking at the health standpoint of the aerobic energy system and then predominantly the cardiopulmonary system in the body. From a medicine standpoint, we're looking at what Kuba et al. have found, which is you can approximate the pulmonary function of non-smokers in smokers by having them train aerobically. And what they did was they performed 12 weeks of interval-based training with a group of smokers and found that after that 12-week period, these smokers who would normally have reduced lung function, reduced heart function, all of that 
had the same cardiopulmonary function levels as those people who were non-smokers. Am I ever gonna advocate for somebody to smoke? No, but for somebody who is smoking, who wants to make a change in their life but can't quit, or is having difficulty quitting, training can help bring up that function if you're capable of training. So let's recap. The aerobic energy system is the slowest energy producing system in the body. It's also the most efficient energy, energy producing system in the body over time. If you have a higher aerobic capacity, you have most likely an improved level of repeated sprint ability. You can train this however you like, as long as you're adequately stressing the aerobic energy system. So if you want to run intervals, run intervals. And if you want to run long, slow distance, run long, slow distance. And the health benefits, if you can do that to smokers, <clears throat> the non-smokers are going to have an even more improved function of the heart and lungs. And we saw that looking back at the Foster study where an untrained individual is gonna see an increase in aerobic power, in aerobic capacity, just by training. So what I'm saying is do what works best for you. Try to make it specific to your sport if you're in a sport. And definitely, no matter what, train this energy system because you can benefit from it. And even if you're at your best, then train to maintain it so that you can continue to benefit from it. Uh, in closing, I'm Garrett Perella for Beast Coast Performance. Hope you got something out of this. Get the training.